Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? You're tuned in to 411 Teen, a weekly program for teens, families, and other interested folks. 411 Teen provides a forum to examine and discuss various issues and events that confront, intersect, and sometimes interrupts our daily lives. This edition of 411 Teen welcomes the politics rap team from James S. Rickards High School, international baccalaureate program students. They represent a diverse group of students, positions, and political affiliations and perspectives. I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield, and joining me via the Zoom platform, I welcome the Politics Rap team. I'll have you introduce yourselves, and I will start with Amag. Hey guys, I'm Amag Acharya. I'm in 10th grade, and I'm a student producer for the 411 Teens Club at Rickards High School. Okay. And who's next? Shakar? Hi guys, I'm Shakar. I'm a 11th grader. Oh no, I'm a 10th grader at Rickards High School, and I'm very glad to be here. Um, hello. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. You can <laughs> it's go. okay. Um, hello. My name is Jad Curdy, and I'm a um, 11th grader at James S. Rickards High, and this is my second time on the show. Okay. Hi, I'm Ishani Bunagu, and I'm a junior at James S. Rickards High School. Hi. I- oh. <laughs> You can, you go. can go. Oh. Um, I'm Devshree. I'm a freshman at Rickards. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Janavi, but I go by Gari, and I'm a junior at James S. Rickards High. Well, welcome to all of you. I'm glad to have you. Um, I'm always eager to hear what you have to say about what all the happenings that are going on. We never can cover everything. There's always so much. I guess the biggest thing we'll start with is the new security measures that are being instituted for fans attending football games to pass through metal detectors. And this starts Friday, September 15th. They're going to pass through metal detectors. In addition, they will be using metal wands. And every school hosting a game will have one of the metal detectors. In addition, there will be no backpacks, no laudering, and no walking between home and away bleachers. I know we talked about this last time on our last edition, but wanted to get your thoughts because they have beefed things up about the the new security measures. So what are your thoughts? How do you feel? How do you feel about them? I think, um, I think it, it's good and that with as we can see all the recent not only shootings but just a bunch of the violence violent encounters that have been occurring in school premises even off like school hours maybe at football games I know in Tallahassee there was a recent fight that happened at like one of the football games earlier on in the year mm-hmm. and um people like didn't know if it was a fight or if they were shooting because I just heard like multiple stories and honestly I think even if we're not only taking into account like guns but like knives just any type of weapon that could cause harm I think it's a good that we're not allowing backpacks anymore okay. onto school premises for stuff like this okay sounds good um 
Personally, I think that it's kind of an inconvenience because like a lot of people like to bring bags to like games that they're watching. And I feel like it's just the policies are avoiding, are trying to like go around like actually solving the main issue at these events, mm-hmm. which is like obviously like gun violence and like other t- forms of violence. And I feel like banning backpacks and ban- like having people walk through metal detectors is just a way like to avoid actually solving the root of the problem. Do you have any suggestions? Well, and we'll come back, but while you, while, well, I'll have you just think about it while I'm going through everyone about solving the main issues. Um, and I agree with you um, strongly, but I just wondered if you had any insights there. But let me hear from everyone how they feel about it, and we'll come back and look at what we can do to really solve the issues. Because it sounds like you're thinking this is just a Band-Aid approach. It really doesn't hit the core of what's happening. Um, uh, well, I, uh, um, me personally, mm-hmm. I think this is pretty mandatory. I mean, like, there's been, like, an exponential, like, growth in, like, violence in America. Mm-hmm. And, like, not just that. I mean, in, like, um, schools as well. I mean, like, uh, and, like, recently there was, like, a football game. Like, uh, like mad violence happened. Like, and, like, to prevent that, like, the least you can do is just, like, check backpacks, check, like, baggage, anything you bring on to into the game and that's the least you can do and, and it might be an inconvenience but like in the, at the time in the times that we like live in right now i think that like we have to do it like regardless of how we feel mm-hmm. about it okay yeah i mean i think it's good that they're at least implementing change after the recent incident that happened at the gene cox stadium i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. right like last time we discussed like how surprising it was that they were able to take weapons into the game just like that like we we saw their lack of security and at the very least it's good that they're implementing change going forward other comments haven't heard from everyone um i think while the changes in security is like super beneficial um but it's also like super like invasive because i feel like if someone actually wanted to do something dangerous they would find out a way on how to do it i mean we've seen that time and time again Mm -hmm. through like airport and like yeah yeah um if i could say something i already spoke but no no feel free i do agree with what jad and gary are saying about the whole like it's invasive it's kind of inconvenient but it is but it shouldn't have to be that way. But because of the other regulations, like Jad said, we're not regulating the right things. But I feel like this is kind of a band-aid approach. But we need band-aid approaches at the moment because mm-hmm. we need to take immediate action to prevent further stuff from like this from happening and then take more serious implications further on when we have maybe like more time and more resources. Just whatever we can do now to help prevent it at the moment, we should do, even if that means taking kind of um a band-aid approach okay i still think yeah, right now is, in this moment it's very necessary wait if i can add on sure yes longer. always feel free yeah i i understand like that it's um yeah i, I agree like i understand where jad gary like ishani are coming from i understand that it's like invasive and stuff but like um i mean we've, we've seen like even if it like is invasive it works i mean i don't even like it's effective mm-hmm. like in other like I, I currently I, i'm pretty sure and like actual like nfl football games like like they still they do security checks like that yeah. and like i, I mean personally i haven't heard anything like like a like violence at a football game in like one of those big football games because like of the security like that and 
I don't think I'm not sure about the security in those games. Like if you have to, if you can't bring bags or not. But like, I off the dome. I don't. I can't think of any other way somebody could bring violence to a football game without like bringing a concealed weapon, like in a bag or anything like mm-hmm. that. So I I feel like this would like work effectively. But then, uh, like you know, like hijackers on planes, like they figure out a way on how to do it. So I mean, if okay, I mean that to... that like, what is the solution to that? That is like. I, I mean, know. I think the I think our local government is just avoiding the main problem, and that's the gun laws. And yeah, but um, Gary, with what you were saying about how they'd figure out other ways, I do agree. Some people would go to that those lens, but I don't think everyone would because the easier something is, obviously, the more mm-hmm. likely it's gonna happen. Um, some people would go to the extent of really trying to get like like putting a lot of effort into doing this stuff but i don't think a good amount of people would i think it would very much significantly lessen how many attacks are happening if we if you know with the current new law that's being implemented yeah no i totally agree i feel like it would prevent a lot of people from doing stuff like that but like there are so many other like rages that could like someone fought and then like a couple people were like a group of people were like fighting in like a football game and Mm -hmm. that caused like a disturbance so there's like so many other things that could happen well but a number of you have mentioned that we aren't really addressing the main thing um and that we aren't regulating the right things what do you mean by that what are the right things what are we neglecting to do what suggestions or insights do you have as far as what we need to do? Um, I think that a lot of people in America, they talk about the um, Second Amendment and how it's like the right to bear arms. Mm-hmm. So like it's like the right to like guns and stuff. But it was written in like such a, it was written in like the late 1700s when you needed like guns and stuff for protection purposes. But now we live in like a civil modernized society where there hey, we might much- excuse me we might still need them for protection it should be stricter mm-hmm. it should be really stricter i mean there's a lot of governments i know like japan they like do like psychological tests mm-hmm. and like you yes. have to get like a recommendation from like a neighbor or something in order to like get a gun so yeah i think they just need to like make it a little yeah. bit more just gun regulation we don't have enough laws like background checks on who should own a gun and it's clearly showing in our current society of the detrimental effects that's having and for some reason the government still isn't taking action and it's just it's horrible i think one of the reasons the government might be doing that i'm not i'm not well versed in this i'm not i'm just just like what i'm thinking Uh but like if if you were to like if let's just like assume that like buying and purchasing a gun is like really like difficult like there's a new law that's like makes it really difficult you're like that's not like when when that's implemented that's not like taking away all the guns pre-existing like from every other like yeah. owner like that already has a gun i mean like there's everyone like there's like so many people that already own a firearm and like like that and making a law that um prevents people from purchasing a firearm it like limits their safety from like protecting themselves and i i I'm, I'm i understand that it's like a very like big issue like but i don't know like we i think rather than focusing on getting like rid of the gun laws we need to figure out how to like i don't know remove the guns from 
existing owners. Like, I don't know. That, that's what I'm thinking. Well, let me throw something in there. A lot, uh, several times, many times, let me put it this way, when we have these these bouts with these with guns and and um, mass murderings, all that, the folks have gotten the guns legally. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's the reason why is because the government themselves are allowing people who probably people who haven't really gone through a certain set of procedures to show that they have the control to earn to own a gun. Mm-hmm. That's what needs to be implemented. It's not taking away guns from people. It's not, you know, giving it's nothing about like the amount of guns out there. It's who should have a gun. It's the procedures we're making people go through to get a gun. We do not have enough restrictions on it. Okay. But to be fair, let um, me ask you just to hold your thoughts before you get started, because we're going to need to take a break. You're tuned into 411 Team. This edition is Politics Wrap, and we're talking about the guns that are out there. We're going to take a quick break. If you're just tuning in, the program is 411-TEEN. This edition is Politics Wrap, and we look at local, state, and national politics. It's the Rickards IB students, and they are the Politics Wrap. I had to interrupt you. Um, you want to continue what you were saying about the guns? Um, yeah, so um, to be fair, the people who have dangerous intents with gun usage, they're Usually the ones purchasing guns illegally instead of, like, legal. I mean, sorry, did I interrupt? No, you should, yeah, go. Okay, I mean, we can't really generalize that. Mm -hmm. I do see where you're getting that stereotype, but I don't know. I don't think we can really generalize that statement. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying if... I'm sure there's like a statistical graph somewhere. Well, I'm sure what we're gonna people are, for example, most me, of them are. Yeah, I, I don't know that that's right. For example, and we're going to yeah. talk about this shortly. That that shooting in Jacksonville, um, that occurred. It's on on the list. We can talk about it now. It was a, a racist shooting in Jacksonville. I know you all heard about it, with almost. Um, a million ja- residents, Jackson has, Jacksonville has about a million residents, and a third of the residents are black. A, a white man emblazoned with a swastika gunned down three black people at a Dollar General store. Um, the shooter had posted racist writings, and then he killed himself. Now, this was not an illegal gun. Yeah. Um, and that's that's what I'm talking about. That's the, an example that is very illustrative of, of what we're just talking about. We can talk about this, too, right now. It was not like he got it from the trunk of somebody's car, okay, or he went down some dark alley and purchased this gun. And I, I think we do have to take that into consideration. Yeah, because a lot of times... Sorry. Yeah, just... No, no, you should, yeah, go. A lot of times what happens is people will, you know, they'll be like this fit of rage or it's just in an impulse in the moment. And if there is a gun that you have access to in that moment in your house, just lying there, you know, for you to protect yourself and you're you're upset about something or like something happened that really triggered you, you're going to pick, I mean, you're not going to, but you, you pick it up and then, you know, mm-hmm. you lose control. But let's say that gun wasn't there, you didn't have access mm-hmm. to it, then... Mm-hmm. 
it's just we sh- people shouldn't be having such easy access yeah that's, no, that's totally true but um i quickly like google like statistics so um in general 93 percent of the guns used in crimes are obtained legally but then um but then it also says that only um 16 incidents out of 100 involve guns that are obtained illegally so yeah it's like a 16 percent like people who get guns legally are the ones like who use it for like dangerous purposes i think that's just because it's like so easy Mm -hmm. to get a gun in in our society like you can get a gun without any like like without any checks on yourself like you can just walk into a store and then just buy a gun like in the majority of the u.s yeah as long as you have an id you're good (laughs) that's true yeah it sounds like this man wasn't mentally stable and i think this goes to show that like even mentally ill people can somehow get access to weapons and that's a problem yeah but how do you define that for example and i'll tell you why i say this Someone may be suffering from depression, serious depression. You know, um, they're getting medication for it. They are in therapy for it. And everything is, a, is working. And so they no longer have depression. Are you going to say, well, you had depression last year, so you can't get a gun? I mean, how do you, how, what's the demarcation? How do you determine whether this person, because once, just because you're mentally ill doesn't mean you're always mentally ill. If you're emotionally upset, your people go through changes. They have things that happen in their lives at that point. But does that mean that that's going to prohibit them from ever having a weapon? I mean, Maybe. and how do we monitor think, this? How do we address this? I think it, currently... We, we just don't have the technology mm-hmm. for that. I feel like uh, we can't really do, like know, actually. Like, oh, I mean, like, if they're still depressed or not. I mean, like, even, like, considering mental illness, mm-hmm. not everybody that purchases a gun mm-hmm. that has been, like, like tested for, like, if they've gotten, like, if they have a mental illness or not, like, you wouldn't know. Like, so, I don't know. Yeah. We, we probably, we need, I don't think we have the technology to, like, even, like, step into that, like, area. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that anyone who owns a gun well not like okay i think that there should be some sort of psychiatric check up on a person if they do own a gun because like you're saying like what if Ooh, do you know they, how many checkups we would be doing do you know how many gun owners there are in but this it's country? necessary but I, you, you yeah but to. is and, and i'm not differing with you i understand where you're coming from but i think we gotta also be realistic how how are we the Sorry. problem is how are we gonna do this? How like many with gun tests that would also take a lot like of money. You need uh, money to I mean the US this. has money, we know that. We're I not mean, well, they don't have money for that. They have money for what Job they want. Positions. Psychiatric <laughs> like positions. In debt, like, like a lot, but I feel like it would also help the economy because it would just like fund more jobs and well, Yeah, but how many psychiatric people are there? I mean, there not many. There's that. not enough at all. Exactly. I mean, it would encourage people if it's like a well-paying job to. And then we'd have to wait for the, and then we couldn't <laughs> implement it immediately. I mean, I, I, you know, theoretically, I understand what you're saying, but I'm just thinking now: how are we going to put that into practice? 
and, and, and I'm just, you know, throwing it out there to why, you. I mean, what do you think? I, and, and that's why I said, like, we need to probably like a technology, mm-hmm. something that, like, scans your brain and tells you what's your, like, emotion, like, how are you feeling? Like, something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, that, yeah, yeah, we're not there so, yet. <laughs> exactly. Right. And I understand, and I see what you're saying. Well, as we're talking about guns, let me tell you what else. Um, had I been identified by one of the um, student producers. And I'm sure you heard about this. The investigation continues. There was a one-year-old male that was left unattended with another one-year-old male relative. And I don't know what happened. A residential search revealed that there were multiple firearms left unsecured on the premises. One of the firearms discharged one of the guns and killed the one-year-old. And then another week later, I think, a second toddler was killed in an accidental fatal shooting. Um, so we're talking about accidents where loaded guns are left improperly stored by adults and then Kids have access to them. So what roles do the adults play in this particular situation? And how do we address this? And, you know, should other thing I was going to say, just let me throw this in there and then you go. The other thing I was going to say, and how do we um, address the adults who obviously are suffering because they've lost the death of their, their young child? So... Is that enough to have just lost, you know, have the death of your young child, or do you need to go to jail or, or prison? or, You know what I'm saying. I'm throwing it out there. What do we need to do? I mean, well, I, legally, yeah, you are going to go to jail because it's murder. Regardless of who it is, it's murder. And, you know, you have to keep up with the legal precedence that we mm-hmm. have. So, yeah, you would go to jail. But also, I just I can't imagine even if it was accidental, mm. that is whether it's your child or not, that is a child. Yeah. That is a life that you took without that person even having the knowledge of what life is like. That is a huge, huge thing. I think and, that pair. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I was just going to say it's, it's heartbreaking because I'm sure no adult would ever intend for that to happen. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. If you don't have proper restrictions laws on this type of stuff stuff fatal stuff things like this are going to happen um so i think that the parents should obviously be charged with negligence Mm -hmm. because not only are they like not watching over their one-year-old children which is like maybe they just like left the room i am not very like sure about the case like i'm not sure if they like left them with a family member or just like left the room but like they they needed to know that with a gun that you shouldn't leave it like loaded Mm -hmm. like gun safety like you shouldn't leave the gun loaded or you shouldn't leave the guard i mean you shouldn't leave the gun with the safety off just like in the in the in your drawers because it could go off at any second and injure people like it did in this case like there should definitely be some sort of accountability that parents should face for being so negligent about such a dangerous thing. Okay. I um I think it counts as second degree murder. Some it mm-hmm. counts as some degree of murder, I'm pretty sure. It's not just negligence. 
Okay. Yes, I, I think it really depends on what, where they're coming from, whether they're going to call it murder or manslaughter or, or whatever. I'm not up on all the different um, uh, yeah. charges. Well, I, it, I um, agree with like my peers. Um, I feel like at its core, guns are like really the issue. And but it's really unfortunate that we don't really know how to like address stricter policies because. I don't think, like, half of America is magically just gonna, like, be interested in the fact, in, like, the laws of stricter, or in, into, like, stricter gun laws. Because I was reading, when you guys were talking, I was kind of reading this, in Jacksonville, like, super recently, like, in August, I mm -hmm. think, um, there was a six-year-old that accidentally shot and killed, mm -hmm. um, like a nine-year-old. Right. Wait, actually, no, I said this backward. A nine-year-old killed... The six-year-old. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, and that's because of, like, the gun. And that's really the parents' fault. And, like, even in this situation, the parents are primarily at fault. Okay. I think also it's just, like, kids... At, at, a, at age nine, at age six, you know what a gun is. You know not to pick it up. You know it's dangerous. But also, guns are so normalized in society nowadays. We hear about gun shootings all the time. We hear about kids bringing guns to school. It's become so normalized in the past few years that I can see why these kids, even though they know a gun is dangerous, I can see why they're picking it up to play with it. Because they see other kids around their age, they see other children picking it up, you know, just... I can understand why. But then it goes to show that if we were just reduce also um the words not coming to me but i guess just the awareness it's not awareness but do you kind of get where i'm trying to get at mm -hmm. like it's just mm -hmm. it's so normalized the idea of it people is. having guns people playing with guns people bringing them places that kids are also going to be interested in them because they see it everywhere yeah and that's not what it should be because it's absolutely not something that sh should be being should be appearing at all these places. And it seems like guns are how we solve things today. When I was in school, I mean, sure, there were difficulties and folks disagreed, but they had fights. They didn't pull out guns. You know, we've just progressed to now, you know, it's a gun. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Life is um, insignificant over nothing. You looked at me the wrong way. You stepped on my shoes. You dissed me. I didn't like it. The U.S. has just become so like desensitized mm -hmm. to hearing about gun violence because it just happens so often that it's almost like every single time that we look at the news or pick up a news article, it's a, it's saying how someone was killed with during gun violence. Mm -hmm. And it's because it's because there isn't like it just happens so often and that we know that nothing's being done to stop it and it's just going to keep on happening and that yeah <laughs> it's just going to keep on happening i know yeah, yeah um i feel like everyone that um a lot of like pro gun people they always like say like gun having guns is like a right and stuff mm -hmm. um and that's like their main point but i feel like it's like from america's patterns and like relationship with gun violence i feel like americans have lost their right 
to guns and instead of like guns being a right they should be a privilege to have mm-hmm. do any of I mean, you I, own guns or your family members own guns i personally don't own a gun but i do kind of disagree with you gari because i also disagree people people should have the right to be able to protect mm-hmm. themselves but I don't think I think there's a, definitely a limit to that. Like I don't think people should be owning more than like a couple of guns, and they most definitely shouldn't be like assault rifles or stuff like that. Because to protect yourself, there is practically no need for a high-powered semi-automatic rifle. Right. And I think that it's just overkill at that point. Is there like a, is there like a statistic on that? Like whether like the like the recent shootings are like is that like are the most like recent shootings like because of assault rifles? Is that like actually like true? Is it? I thought it was like um, handguns. Is it no, there there's talk guns. There's talk rifles and stuff. I don't have That's the statistics on it, but no, it's not pistols. We're not thinking about you know thirty eights, twenty twos. I mean, you might see that here and there, but that's not basic because that that isn't. You know, somebody can get shot by a twenty two, and they might live. Yeah, um, but I disagree with Jad and Ashani. I feel like there's so many better ways to protect yourself than with a gun. You can, I mean, mm. I know people use like pepper spray and stuff like that. Like there's so Wait, much. Mm. The, the problem with the problem with that is that people already have guns. So like when you when when people have guns and then you aren't allowed to buy or purchase guns, then you're like you're at a disadvantage in safety like safety wise. So it's like I don't know. Like, well, I'm not saying like, no one should have guns. I'm oh, saying uh, yeah. yeah, there should be procedures put in place. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, like what you were mentioning about pepper spray, I do get where you're going with it, but mm. obviously, maybe mm. kind of like Shrikar mentioned, people have higher. Sorry, <laughs> people have higher power weapons weapons that are a lot more destructive than like pepper spray. Pepper spray is not going to do much if someone is holding a gun yeah. to your to your head um and i really honestly don't think there are that many weapons for immediate protection if you have no other fighting skills if you have no other type of like self-defense methods that are more effective than a gun to be honest um if any of you guys do feel free to add in but i personally don't think they are so i agree with jad like you need guns are i can they definitely are a very good way to protect yourself it's just the way we're using them and the regulations we have on to purchase them yeah, I I agree. I see like people people buy guns because they assume that other people are also carrying guns. And that's where we get to the point where people are buying like overkill weapons. Like people are saying, "Okay, so he has a pistol, I'll buy an assault rifle so I feel safer." <laughs> mm-hmm. And it just creates like a trend where people just buy like more and more powerful weapons. Well, yeah, no, I, like, uh, kind of agree with Amog. I mean, I feel like if guns were removed from, like, everyone, then what are you going to be afraid of? Like, no one's going to have guns unless, like, they're obtained illegally. And in a perfect also, world. Well, like, there are societies guns. where they don't have guns, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we can't, we, we're, we're too deep in, like, we can't, we really cannot, like, do that now. Yeah, uh-huh. I, yeah uh-huh. it's unrealistic, but you know, I also that... just don't think that's a solution to be honest. Completely banning guns, I don't believe that it's very efficient. But then, like, think about it. I mean, if no one has a gun, people are gonna find other weapons that are equally as destructive if they don't have access to guns. So and that's also, 
Oh, well, sorry. I gotta no, I gotta continue. ask you to hold your thoughts because it's time for us to take a break. You're tuned in to 411 Team, and this is the Politics Wrap Edition. Views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and contributors, and not necessarily those of WFSU Public Media. What's the 411? You're tuned in to 411 Teen. I'm Dr. Liz Hollyfield, and I have the Politics Rap Team, students from Rickards IB um, program, and they look at local, state, and national political happenings and events. We have been talking about guns. We're going to never get it solved, so we're going to move on to something else. We're going to move on to the Supreme Court. The U.S. Supreme Court has experienced a string of recent ethical issues. Justice Clarence Thomas accepted gifts and luxury travel from what was it, the GOP Harlan Crow for years without disclosing as federal law requires. Thomas' wife, Jenny, has drawn significant controversy over her right-wing controversy. Um, Justice Alito took a luxury fishing trip with who was it, billionaire Paul Singer, whose hedge fund repeatedly had business before the court without disclosing it. Justice Sotomayor, Staff prodded the public institutions where she was speaking to buy copies of her book. That's sort of an ethical conflict there. Justice Gorsuch sold real estate to the head of a hedge farm firm, um, who had business before the um, the court, and this was just ha this happened like just a few days after he had been sworn in. What are your thoughts? Unlike other federal officials, Supreme Justices are not really bound by a code of ethical conduct. They don't really um, have any oversight. To be real candid with you, so. Do we need more oversight? What are your thoughts about what's going on? I think that with the Supreme Court, there should be more like regulations because in the U.S., it's a system of checks and balances, mm -hmm. and and for for some reason, the Supreme Court is being allowed to have like these specialties where it's almost like they're above the own like like precedents that are sent set for Supreme Court and it's not only just one side it's both sides because mm -hmm. like you said it's um, Sonia Sotomayor mm -hmm. she was um, for her book signings and it was also some members of the GOP and it's mm -hmm. not just one group of people right. it's almost as if they're just willingly ignoring the rules because they know that nothing bad is going to happen to them except for a bit of negative backlash mm-hmm Okay. Other comments? How do we how do we address this? What should we do? I, I um, mean, I think it's really simple. I mean, if 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 the 
if one thing applies to the the president or any other elite like um uh, people in the government, it should apply to Supreme Court. It's as simple mm-hmm. as that. It should just have the same concept. Any mm-hmm. rules that are like given to so one person should be applied to the next. I mean, we land of equality. I mean, we we stand for equality here. So I I mean I don't I don't think I don't I don't know why you wouldn't like mm-hmm. but, you know. Okay. And also for me, it's I feel like the Supreme Court is such a different body from the rest of the of the U.S. government. For example, none of the oh not none. But the majority of their meetings aren't like publicly recorded or and, televised or right. shown to the public. That's something else and, I was going to bring up. Go go on, because that is another component. Also, they're, how they can serve for however long they would like, mm-hmm. and how they're not even elected by mm-hmm. the people, which is something that we that the U.S. stands for. Like it's literally in like the first set, like words of our um, Declaration of Independence: "We the people," um, and so. For us to have a body, a governing body that we don't personally vote for and that we have almost no say over is directly going against our main principles. That was, I totally agree with you. You touched on a couple other things I was going to add to that. So I'm going to throw them in now and we can just look at them. But there's been an ongoing debate about whether the process of appointing justices to the Supreme Court has become too politicized. Currently, um, the justices have life tenure on the court once they're confirmed. That's what you were saying. So the stakes are high when a president makes a, a new appointment to be confirmed by the Senate. You know, one idea for a reform, or a reform I think, is, is gaining support, and that's to impose term limits. Should we have term limits on the justices? So they serve a fixed number of years and rather than be there indefinitely. Good point that was raised. And then also, when you talk about should the Supreme Court be televised? Television cameras have followed the president. They followed the president, you know, for as long as there had been TV news. C-SPAN has followed them. All types of coverage, CNN, but the court does not even allow television. And at some point, they have, you can get, they don't allow even still photographs as I think about it, okay? So that, you can't even get that. The court does, I think, release audio recordings of oral arguments. But usually this doesn't even occur until a few days after the arguments are over. So let's throw these questions in there. Should the Supreme Court be televised? And should the justices have term limits as as we look at the Supreme Court? We'll look at the Supreme Court in these last few minutes that we have here on the Um, program. What do you think? think? um, Well... The thing is that rich people will do bad things, but I feel like we're talking about problems. Um, I think a pretty good solution is that what applies to the president should be applied to the Supreme Court, uh, like justices, because they have so much like power mm-hmm. that if they if like they can't if like they make like bad decisions if like they get into ethical like scandals if like the president could be like impeached, why can't they? Like, they can why be. Can't, 
justices can be impeached. Oh, then why aren't they? <laughs> That's I mean, a question. It's just they don't have term limits like presidents do, and I do think justices should have term limits. Mm. Um, I, I agree with that heavily. I really do think that they should have term limits, and I really think that, yeah, they really should. I mean, uh, 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 if you want to finish. Uh, 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 sorry. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. All right, we'll, um, we'll, we'll get to everybody. Any- I think any political figure should have term limits. No one should be appointed for life because people change, of course, like even being a federal judge for such a long period of time can kind of wear you down and you might not be thinking in the same head you were when you were appointed. No one should be appointed for life. That should not be a thing in government. Mm-hmm. But um, also going off of the should it be televised? It definitely should not be. I don't think such high level profile cases should ever be televised. They do release oral hearings and also i um you can get informations on the case like written informations informations information if you get the proper um authorization for it like mm-hmm. there's no need for it to be televised to the what public. is the problem with televising is there any consequences it's like an invasive like i i do think it's invasive yeah and these yeah. are really high profile cases for a reason not only because they're wealthy or that can be the reason but also they're serious cases and they're sensitive and they just should not be I don't think any court hearing should ever be televised. It's very invasive. If, if they if they release the oral hearings, what what difference does it make if they just release the whole thing? Um, I think even oral hearings, it's not like it's available to everybody, is it? I could be wrong, but yeah, I'm not familiar. With it. Yeah, I actually is it um, uh, Miss Taylor, uh, is it? I think available for everybody. That you can get. Well, I don't know the process. Let me say that. But the court yeah, does I assume release a process. Uh, you can just yeah, audio access. recordings of oral arguments. Okay. They also don't release all of it. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I don't think they everything. Don't, it's like snippets. No. Yeah, it's like it um, is. main points. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Um, I also agree with my peers. Um, but for like different reasons, I feel like term limits it helps like with fresh ideas if we bring in like the newer generation into the supreme court because we've seen with like topics like abortion where it's really like our justices thinking it's really i would say outdated because the main thing with like abortion where we're arguing like it should be banned and stuff i mean if you don't want an abortion don't get an abortion you shouldn't like prevent people from getting one um my thing with the term limits mm-hmm. is that times are always changing and a person that's appointed in say like the 90s times the 2023 is a much different time than it was in 1990 mm-hmm. because there's a lot of things that are now socially acceptable that are that weren't socially acceptable in um mm-hmm. in 1990 and i think that bringing those views is just holding us back and my thing with the um the television the televised hearings is that i can get what you guys mean by the cases are highly sensitive and how um recording them and like publicly televising them might affect the way that the justices make those decisions but we also have to remember that presidents and the congress is always um televised and those people have to make decisions under constant pressure from the U.S. and everyone that they represent because they are the people who represent us and we should have the right to know what they are representing Mm -hmm. us about. I Um, do see what Jad is saying, but also Congress and the president don't ever represent on behalf of an individual. They do it as like a nation. Um, That is not the same thing for federal judges. You are 
affecting a individual's life sorry mm-hmm. yeah and that um that's just completely different i don't think i do get what he's saying but we should know what we're being represented for but federal judges aren't representing us it's an in it's an individual who you're talking to whose situation you're assessing not a nation's um i kind of agree with john um we don't even have to go back to like the 90s i mean times have changed since right. from like 2015 mm-hmm. yeah well uh, i wanted to give my two cents on sure this. so want it. I, I like uh, answering to the, the second question that you asked about the term limits i absolutely think we should have term limits and not only term limits we should have age limits. <laughs> I agree. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, no, you all are last, on it today. Our You're last right. Two presidents, wait, our last two presidents have been the oldest <laughs> in American history. And, dude, I, I mean, you can clearly see, I mean, this is not, I'm not even trying to be offensive. I mean, uh, this is a fact. Biden is stumbling. He, he's, he's, he's gone. <laughs> dude, he's like, he needs to go into a retirement home. <laughs> like, he's actually like, like it's decrepit, man. It's uh, uh, that's a little bit hard. We need some but, new like, blood. That's all. I agree do. with you. Exactly. I agree and, with and you. And not only that, I mean, with new blood comes new ideas. Yeah, that's as well. right. And and like we need like, uh, even like you've seen it. The Supreme Court justices—they're old. I mean, like we we need <laughs> new people, people of our age, at least like close to our age, making the decisions. When you have people from a different generation making decisions. Is it going to line up with what we think today? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. So we need people from our time. I mean, I agree. It's good to keep uh, the board like fresh and having term limits will like it will create a more diverse group and keeping it diverse keeps it fair. And and as um, people mentioned, times always change, even like in the past couple of years. So, yeah, I completely agree that we should have term limits and age limits. Well, you all are just reading my mind because I was going to share with you the next program. We need to talk about gerontocracy because it seems like when you look at the Senate and the Congress, everybody is old. There are very few young folks in there. Okay, I mean, look at who's there. You've got Trump that's running. You've got Biden, you've got um, Mitch McConnell, you've got Nancy Pelosi, you've got Dianne Feinstein. I mean, all of these people, they are over the hill. This is my opinion. Yeah, they were, they were good. They had a lot to offer. But we do need some new blood and some, some new ideas. Yeah, we've seen Mitch McConnell freeze up twice recently yes. with just... And it doesn't even seem to be with, like, him genuinely not knowing what's going on or, like, not having anything to talk about. It's He's at an age where your brain just starts regressing backwards, and it's not his fault, (laughs) but you do have to acknowledge that at a certain point, you cannot be fit enough to serve a government position like this. And and why do they want to hold on? I mean, they've been there forever. I I don't really know. Why? They've been there forever. You know, let somebody else, you know, why they should be grooming. Now, this is my opinion. I, this, this is really y'all's program, but this is my opinion. They need to be grooming to someone to step up in their place. They need um, to give give some young blood in there. Also, I wanted to actually... No, no, no go right ahead. You know, okay, we still wait, got it's, a, it's a really It's kind of controversial. But, like, it's okay. I think the reason 
like and I've, I I don't have the statistics about I, I I know it's true. Um, I uh the the people that are like old that keep on rejoining like Congress and stuff. I'm pretty sure like people like Nancy Pelosi, she's 83 and she's she's running again. I right? know and that's like, what me said that. That's why I said that exa- to you. Exa- exactly. And I'm pretty sure it's because of inside trading and like and they're like mm, like maybe. they're gaining money. I mean, if you can see like Nancy Pelosi's net worth from when she she's first joined money. And exactly. But <laughs> um I also think that it's because um like they're old and that they know that they're not going to be there to see their like their actions and their consequences later in the future because well yeah, they're just not going to be here when their actions that they make right now have consequences for the future. Like they don't care about problems like mm-hmm. um gun violence and other like problems like that because well yeah sorry um i don't think it's not that they don't care they don't care that they won't be here to see their consequences of their actions i just think they don't understand i i doubt it's because they don't care i kind of agree with jad though because i feel like a lot of like not even just people in, like the supreme court but like a lot of politicians in general don't really like think in the long term for a nation. They kind of just think for like maybe the next few decades. Or the next election. Yeah, that specifically. That, 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 I think that plays into it too. Or what's I, the best way that they can keep their power? Mm-hmm, that's what I meant oh, by the sure. next election. Mm-hmm. I kind of disagree with you guys. <laughs> um, instead of like an age limit, I feel like there should be like a term limit because an age limit would like prevent like a more like diverse crowd. Because if I feel like if like an eighty-three year old wants to be on the board, like that's fine. But as long as they're like other like younger like thirty-year-olds, like that can like balance it out. Because if it's only like younger people, then it's gonna go one way. But there needs to be, like, it needs to be diverse. A term limit should exist instead of, like, an age limit. And then also, um, I would like to bring up the fact that... You only got 10 seconds, okay. mm -hmm, If we, like, recently found out about these scandals, then what are the things, like, we don't know about that's going on behind the scenes that, as, like, the public, we have no idea about? Well, you have raised some dynamic issues. Contact me and tell me what you want to talk about next time because it's time out. That's it for this edition of 411 Team. To my listening audience, much appreciation for your time and your ear. Tune in next week, same time, same place. You get the 411 on 411 Team. 411 Team was produced by Dr. Liz Hollyfield. Technical assistance was provided by Evan Rossi. If you would like to participate in the 411 team or have suggestions for discussion topics, call 850-645-7200. You can listen to previous episodes of 411 team at wfsu.org.